Hey guys, welcome to Finding Home. I had a funny joke, but the first time it fucked up, so here we are. Okay, so welcome back. Uh, this is a place where we're just trying to be open, vulnerable, crazy about stuff. I'm Seth, that's Diego, there's Annalise. Nick's doing his homework, he'll be in in a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to create a community of loving acceptance and all that fun joy. So if you're tuning in, stay tuning in, because we're going to talk about some interesting shit. We have a little bowl full of things, and we're going to pull out a thing, and we're going to figure out what that thing is, and then we're going to talk about it, and it's going to be wonderful. God, and I love things. Yeah, oh, things are the shit. So if you want to hang around for things, please like, subscribe, all that fun shit, so you can just keep watching us do this. But if you hate us already, you should probably tune out, or just take some time. You'll get to know us. You'll love us. It's fine, because we love you too, because that's important. Maybe so, not me. I don't know. All right. Well, welcome to the show. We don't. We need to make an intro song. <laughs> All right. We'll do that. So, uh, so I have this fun little bowl of yeah. topics. Seth, wait. Gonna do hold the on. How was your day? Oh, you know, it's fantastic. What'd you um, do? Well, I went to work today. It was great. I was bamboozled by a stranger. Um, Tell us about that. Had another great conversation though with one stranger. Um, she was basically talking to me about, you know, her life. Had a kid at 17. Um, okay. Is now 25. Mm -hmm. um, she actually died having her second kid, and they revived her. And some days she... she Yeah, she actually has a lot of health issues because of it. Did she talk about death and, like, what that experience was like, or did you even get to that point? No, she... That almost kind of seemed like a topic that she was... Not was not ready to dive so into. So it's like, she still had... She, she still has a resolve. But I also yeah. just met her, you know, yeah. so maybe she didn't want to talk about dying with a stranger, but... That's, the difference, that's, the, difference between, that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> I'm uh, like, you almost died. What was that like? Like, you know, uh, I'd be right up in them. Knock on someone's door ten minutes later. So what was death like for you? Well, so yeah, you she, died. You just meet God? Well, she has a lot of, you know, health issues now um, because of it, so... She says some days she wakes up, she loses all feeling in her legs. She can't walk. She has rheumatoid arthritis. She has a lot of health issues. Um, the nerve. And so she decides to talk to me, a stranger, for 20 minutes about living life like you can never get the moment back. You got that vibe, though. I just tell you shit. Yeah, no. You know? She she was basically explaining, you know, nowadays I'm grateful when I can wake up and just walk. Because some days that's not possible for me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, the fact that I, you know, died and was revived just kind of made me realize I want to live every single day appreciating every second of it being grateful staying positive and I don't want to be some old fart who's you know has so many regrets and is negative about everything and you know is holding grudges against people harboring all this negative energy yeah. so we were just talking about positivity I want to make you think oh go ahead oh, no, I was just going to say completely random note I don't know if you guys have ever seen that the Spongebob movie like of Atlantis where they have like I love that Spongebob movie um, every time somebody says old fart, I literally think of like, the world's <laughs> oldest bubble, and I just don't know why it comes into my life. favorite part is the very end when they're singing "I Want to Rock" and uh, <laughs> Patrick Patrick is doing the splits and fishnets. Oh my god, that's that just no, that was Goofy Goober. That was, yeah, that was Goofy Goober. I'm a Goofy Goober. No, that rock. Was, that, was, that was yeah, but that was a different movie. That was the one with David Hasselhoff. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's a different SpongeBob movie. No, there's movie? so there's one where it's like a cartoon. <laughs> it's just one of the um, episodes. I I think it's. Well, SpongeBob is a cartoon. No, no, no. I'm saying, but it's like it's not like a like a movie like that. It was just like some random like arc in the show. Oh, oh yeah. But like yeah, they yeah, go yeah. to Atlantis, like in the in the actual oh. show. Um, there's like a bunch of different people. There's like a vault full of gold and stuff like that. But no, you're talking about Shell City. 
That's what it is. Shell City, bro. Shell City, bitch. Okay, completely off topic, but so let's actually stay on topic. What is that? All right, yeah, let's let's pick a topic. That should I pull out of the bowl? Do you want to pull out of the bowl? Or you are the creator of the bowl, so I feel like someone different should pull out of the bowl. Yeah, Seth, do the honors. All right, guys. So we could all pull one out and then just have that be like the whole thing. All right. How about this? We'll pull one out, go as long as we can, and we feel like we'll pull another one, do another. That way we don't feel overwhelmed. So for you guys, since we don't have video or anything yet. Um, we have a bowl. We're all standing butt naked around this giant water bowl. Building yeah, and I can't stop flapping my dick and balls against my body. Um, so we have this ball, this bowl, full of topics, and uh, whatever one we pick is the one we got to talk about. The reason that we chose to do this is because we can't prepare for it. We just got to kind of say you what can't we feel. Look in the bowl. I'm not looking in the bowl. I'm Fuck. It over all right, here hold now. on. All right, I'm. This one. No, that one doesn't feel right. Hold on, I gotta turn the other way. I gotta turn the other way because I am looking at him now. Uh, Oh, okay, okay. Is this one? Is this one? All right, so we'll have to tell Nick when he gets here. I guess this follows the last topic pretty well. uh, The last conversation we had. What is an adult? Little did you guys know, it's no, not someone who's old. Yeah, no, it's uh, someone that stops playing. It's someone somebody that, stop, that stops playing games, or not stops playing games, but stops having fun. Is mm. when it's like, okay, are we talking about adult as in like you are now super mature, or no. like the question is what, what is, an, is adult, an adult, man? And so I, I guess it's whatever you come mm. up with in your head. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's to say not young, young forever. So I feel like an adult is kind of just. The society's way of saying someone that is older, mm-hmm. or like physically older, because not like someone's lost. Older. Well, someone there's a bunch of lost their older. childlike wonder. It's yeah, like it's like go. it's like a couple different words that you could sort of use in a bunch of different contexts. Like adult is one of those words that like you can if you talk about an adult on an aging spectrum, like an adult is someone that gets past the ages of the teen years and is now in past the prepubescent pubescent stage and now they're kind of like fully grown into an individual for the most part and so it's kind of their sexual prime is what you'd call an adult like i think in ecology and sort of biology uh, you're talking about an adult male adult female as someone who's uh genetically ready to reproduce which if you think about that on a human level women can reproduce at like 13 or younger now so it's just like what you can't look at it on age really because like reproductively a woman is an adult at a woman and men are both adults at the age of the moment they hit puberty if you look at an age level um but we're different animals and we think of things in different ways Mm -hmm. and so an adult for us is somebody who i don't know gets out of the school system or does or i don't know because people in college are adults so it can't be that so it's just like someone who like we everyone has a different different definition but i think society's definition of an adult is someone who is you know financially independent yeah. mm-hmm. financially stable yeah. maturity wise you know Leave more more so, age so, well, so, well, well but, but i'm saying society's definition of an adult means you know financially stable um, providing for themselves well before we google it before we google it let the world tell us what it means we got to try to figure this out by ourselves to see like how close we can actually get to what an adult actually is, and then we can compare that to what the world says because the world is the internet and it's going to say what it wants us to hear. But I so I think an adult is somebody who is independent of their parents, somebody who is fully independent of their parental figures. 
I think that's what an adult technically would yeah, be. Yeah, so a self-sufficient, like, self-reliant person. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. society, in terms of maturity, society also wants to label adults as people who are mature. So it's like, also easier to slap an age on it, I feel like, rather than being like, if you believe, once you now see the world like yeah. this, or have experienced this... Once you get the decision to buy lottery tickets, yeah. you're a fucking adult. Yeah, so... <laughs> I feel like it's easier just to slap an age on it because at that point, when you slap an age on it, it's like a concrete actual thing. Now it's like, you are not an adult until considered this. So now it's just as easy. But we do that though because we create laws around people people, that are still children and give them adult responsibilities. Yeah, exactly. We have to discriminate because there are so many like slight differences and all this stuff. Romeo and Juliet law, stuff like that. But maturity and intelligence wise... Every single person on this planet is at a different stage of their maturity and intelligence at the yeah. same age. Bro, but I've there seen some four-year-olds give adult questions. Yeah, there yeah. are sixteen-year-olds who who know who have incredible intelligence, incredible maturity. Yeah. You know, or can even be well, considered more successful. Who came up with this question? <laughs> well, this is Nick. Well, if you look at it in terms of like, um, like independence-wise, yeah. there's twelve-year-olds on YouTube. That are millionaires. Yeah. yeah. So what well, does that not make them an adult? Well, technically, with their skill set, they've become financially independent of their parents. But by law, their parents have their money. So, <laughs> so, so, so an adult is purely just the law. Adults aren't parents. real. We're all just children forever. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to stay young forever. That's the whole point. So people who lose their child like wonder are miserable. Miserable, what? old, regretful. That's a very, very big... Uh, you went real dark there for a second. What sorry. did you say? No, no, it's good, but say that again. because like I just think people, in my opinion, yeah. I'm not assuming, in my opinion, I think people who have lost all sense of like childlife wonder right. tend to be the most miserable. That is why they're, my, they're regretful. It's funny that you say that. they're old and angry yeah. and cynical. The one thing I decided in my life, and I forgot that... like. I believe this so heavily, and it's a tenet from my life, but I like I just forgot to bring this up. It, but now that you said that, like, childlike wonder, the one thing I've always promised to myself that I'll never let anyone take away is that I'll always keep my four-year-old curiosity. Is that, like, I'll never let that leave me because that is what gives me the most profound answers in my life is when I keep that four-year-old curiosity to be able to ask the questions when no one else will. And, some, and I think a lot of people are afraid of that because, like, that could be dangerous. It's not really dangerous, like people might think to extremes like if you ask the wrong questions in the wrong places you'll get killed well it's not likely like that in most of the world today it's more so like if you ask the wrong questions at the wrong place you're just going to get ostracized and sort of shamed for asking a question in america there are some places that there's places in the world that will kill you if you're asking the wrong questions i'm not saying that doesn't still exist i'm saying like we i'm saying we as american western civilized people because like i feel like in this western world like we have a very um not very well adapted perspective to how the rest of the world actually works um and i'm thinking that as a majority i know there's people that travel the world like there are definitely plenty of people in the western society that understand how the world functions because they've been around it but like majority of our population i think in each country is the same i went to south africa like they don't talk about america there and i'm in australia they don't talk about america there they talk about australia and india talks about india and England talks about England. Um, 
And so it's like we're all just talking about ourselves. We don't know what's going on in the rest of the world. But like there are some places that are still that still have these like mindsets that we would consider barbaric and that we would consider as like cruelty against humanity, which it it is. But at the same time, it's just like we're so focused on what we're doing and they're so focused on what they're doing that like they wouldn't even know really the difference. And so it's just like and maybe they do know the difference, but they're trapped, and like that's what's fucked up, and like yet that's, that's the worst part is when you right. when you know that what you're doing is wrong instead of like still being blindsided by the decision. Um, but yeah, it's just like we've the I think a, there's a there's a lot of problems in our country that we focus on that like we feel are important because they are important to the society we live. But at the same time, like if you're really going to have this savior complex about the world trying to do things, like you gotta realize that like don't be the try to don't try to be the savior of the world, try to be the savior of the problem that you're in and stay in your lane because there's always something worse than what you're focusing on. And it's just like the people that focus on the most worst thing, like, are miserable because it's the most worst thing because at the same time it's the hardest thing to fix. That's why it's the most worst thing because things that we can fix get better. Like the most worst thing is the thing that we can't fix. And like to everybody, I think that's subjective. And I think what, and most of us have this idea of how we want to do things and how we want to try to go about our lives and give ourselves purpose. And we all have a little bit of a savior complex, some more than others, but it's about what we think is the worst thing is the worst evil that we need to fix. And if we try to fix that thing, we succeed in at least a little bit fixing that thing and passing off that job to someone else, like that can fulfill our lives. But at the same time, like, we deserve the right to take the world off of our shoulders for a second and see that, like, it's more than just this place you're standing. It's more than just the country you're living in. Like, if you look up, there's fucking stars and there's fucking billions of planets and solar systems and everything. And you're just like, wow. It's absolutely phenomenal that I live in this space of, like, infinite capacity. Mm -hmm. And I've been... Right. And I've been looking down at my feet the whole time. And, like, the more you come to understand science and the more you come to understand the world, you sort of, you get confused for a while. And you're confused a little bit all the time, but you realize that that's part of it. Because you have to keep this four-year-old curiosity and you have to keep asking those questions. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't keep asking those questions, you're just going to grow up and die. But I would rather, I personally would rather die on my deathbed still asking about something I'm curious of than to think I know everything and be greeted with this sort of magnificent experience of life not even life this experience of the universe that comes upon you and teaches you all things in one moment and to think that I was so infinitely small to think that I was completely right about everything I thought in the world when you're just you'll be blasted away and then I think that's where reincarnation sort of exists is that we're in this place and we're like well that was a fun sort of experiment that was the fun little algorithm I was a part of I kind of fucked up at a few places and I kind of want to try that again what rules and stipulations am I going to set for myself in this next sort of incarnation and what can I see if, see if I can learn from it it's like are we 
And the thing that I don't know. It's just one big game of Skyrim. It's one big game of Skyrim. That's why I love that game. So it's just like, we're, it's this constant game of the universe creating its own character. Like, that's why they talk about God and they talk about creation. It's Mm -hmm. because God created the world in his image, but there's so many infinite images of what God could be. And so it's like, does God even exist? And that's a lot of people live with that question. And a lot of people say, I don't know. A lot of people say, fuck no, he doesn't exist. It's all just probability and it's math. Like, where do you think fucking math? comes from like if there's if there's if math is something that we create it means it had to be created because we can only understand that which was created because we have a creational mindset and so like when we think of god as a creator we have to think of god as a creator because if we don't conceive anything that creates us we think that we're the creators and so it's just like we kind of are we kind of do those things but i don't know and I think kids understand all this and it's why they're fucking all over the place because yeah. they, they have this infinite understanding but they're in this place that you're trying to like say this is how this game works and they're just like wait a minute what all the time and they're just wait a minute what wait a minute what and then all of a sudden they're in middle school their body's changing they're confused and they're like wait a minute what <laughs> and then everybody's mean to each other and then we get trauma from kids bullying us and then we get older and we're sad a little bit because we're like why did we why did they treat us this way and you got to figure that out there's some people that don't there's some people that do and the people that don't kind of get sad they stay that way and they kind of crumple in a fetal ball in positions in their house because they're so overwhelmed by how people treated them but there's other people that realize like oh people are just mean to other people because they're hurt too and like maybe i should just try to be the one thing that changes to not hurt people and maybe if i just stop choosing to hurt people but try to like listen to people and help people out Maybe we'll be fine. Maybe we will, we will be fine. I'm going to create a multi-miniverse. You already did. I'm going to create That's a multi-miniverse. I can smell it. You already, over here. You've already did. It's the already miniverse? existing, and you're in one of them. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Life is just a reflection of yourself. Every, gonna, everything is just literally a mirror. I'm what? gonna create a mini mini verse. We're gonna have to let Nick do a rant when he comes in because we're gonna have to like repeat all these questions to him. Like, you oh, just don't go off. Like he's like let your heart pour out. Yeah. Um, but it's funny how he used like adulting. Like I'm adulting. I'm doing this thing. I'm adulting. Like there's a genre of things in the term adulting that we just like go at, yeah. man. There's definitely a. Uh, a tie between like people just think that adulting is a negative thing like there's definitely a negative connotation connotation with adulting it's it's meant to be like you have all these responsibilities now and Mm -hmm. things are hard and you have to deal with things by yourself and you have to be independent which is scary so people just are automatically associate adulting with being negative and being Mm -hmm. miserable and that's kind of sad i don't want to be a miserable adult well one thing i think is interesting is like they're in at least the world that I like there's no defining moment like there's no defining moment by which you become an adult it's just like you are a kid and then all of a sudden you're just given some things that you knew adults did when you were a kid and you're like oh am I an adult now because I have this responsibility like but go ahead you have a thought I I was thinking like I feel like you become an adult when you've deemed yourself an adult Mm -hmm. but like no hold up hold up listen you're going to do I thought this. I was an adult when I was 10. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. You, you are going to do this at every yeah. step of your, like, at many steps of your life. 
one and, point it's just gonna and, be true. And one time is you're just gonna actually feel it. And is that what like when every- you actually feel it? You're like, dude, I'm a fucking adult. And then like, no, one time it's like everything just you're super calm. You're like, I'm an adult now. But and then like you just that's when you decide to change your life. But, but then your ego yeah. decides when you. Go ahead. No, um, you're, you're, on a, you're on a thing. Go. I was just going to say, when you decide to grow up, that's when you become an adult. So it's like, I have to become, you know, serious. Um, I have to, you know, provide, you know, something big happens and you now become a very, um, I don't want to say valuable, but like... Um, you become an asset. An asset. You become an asset family. to the program. Yeah, exactly. Well, to, to the family as well. So it's like, you have to do these things. So once you take in this responsibility of, like my actions create my my future. I think okay, that so is when you become an adult. Here, like you I made said, a good point. I think we're just looking at adult the wrong way. Like we adult isn't something you become. Adult is something when something goes away. So like I think to when you're an adult, it's when your childhood goes away. Yeah. And so it's I think it's much easier to define what childhood is than yeah. to define what adulting is. Yeah. Because like adulting is this infinite expanse, but childhood's this little like precious thing. Yeah. I don't so, think I don't. Think, so what is childhood? I don't think you can define either of them though, because it's all perspective. Yeah, to me, I could I could feel like I'm an adult, like Diego said. At one point in my life, I'm gonna feel like this is it. I feel it. I I you know bring stuff to the table um i'm an adult but to someone else looking at me and my maturity level and all other aspects of my life they might not think i'm an adult right because that's subjective to when they lost their childhood relative to when you lost your childhood that's when that's when they think like you have to experience what i've experienced because if i became an adult at 12 and you became an adult at 23 Mm -hmm. then we're going to have different perspectives on life like it's very easy to meet people like that be like I think we should ask random people whenever we be like, hey, when do you think you became an adult? Like, what age do you think you became an adult? I'm going to start asking people that. I'm like, just as a question. That's a great question, actually. That's a a very... So if you're listening right now, I'm going to put it in the comment. When do you think that you became an adult? At what age do you become an adult? And if you want to share why, share why. I would love to hear this perspective because it's something that I'm curious about. But let's get back to childhood. Let's what so everybody's childhood's different, of course. But what are the fundamental sort of aspects of childhood that the lack of responsibility? Lack of responsibility in okay. terms of yeah, like you don't have to you don't have to do anything. Your existence is more for for your own kind of. Desire. You're here trying to figure it yeah, out, and yeah, everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah, Mis- yeah. Uh, mistake wise or learning wise, it's a big it's a it's a lot about learning. Whereas I feel like as an adult, it's more about perfecting what you've learned because as a kid you're learning like who you are what kind of people you don't and do like to be around you're figuring out um well sorry no go ahead oh, i was gonna say it might just because like it might just be a almost like a sensation of vibration that people believe um that or not that people believe but that occurs to people at different times right so like you could be 45 and you can just like Look at a toy and be like, I want to, I want to buy this, and I'm gonna go have fun today. Yeah. And then at, you know, at four, like at twenty, you can just be like, I have to, you know, be the sole provider of whatever situation I'm doing. I have to, you know, have all these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but that same twenty-year-old, you know, a month earlier could have, you know, just been playing video games like he was when he was, you know, yeah, being an, an unresponsible kid. Well, so, that's funny too. Is like you can have responsible adults that changes. still play video games and have fun. It's like. What's interesting is that, like, I that's think... I'm saying. I, I think... I don't, yeah, I don't think ahead. you ever become an adult. I think 
it's just a sensation of because like it's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset that you become. Mm-hmm. When and what's funny is like we get. <laughs> and then you can change mindsets back. Yeah. To whenever like it just comes. Given I'm only 26 years old, I know a lot of people that are way older than me, mm-hmm. and they've been through life, and I feel like I try to respect. So like at each person that has age. Because I've had this argument before with like exes and friends, and it's just like, especially that we're younger, mm-hmm. and I did it when I was younger, it's like, wisdom isn't correlational to age, but I think at the same time it is. Because there's a wisdom that comes through time mm-hmm. that you cannot get unless you've spent time. And so it's just like, I try to respect everybody that's older than me, just because like, if they're one year older than me, then okay, probably not too much, but like, I'm talking seven years, 10 years, 40 years, like you res- kind of respect that difference because there's things that they've seen and it's, they'll talk about, when you when you talk to someone that's like 50 or 60 years older than you, in general, they're just gonna talk about the events that happened in their life. But the best thing that you can do as a young person talking to an older person is understand the system of how it created them. Yeah. Understand like how this process of time has created who they are as a person. And that takes a deep understanding and it takes some time to really figure out like how people work. But if you sort of see it like that and don't see it as the objective, subjective story that they're telling, but see how they develop and how how much they know in, at 60 years old and you know at 26 years old, like mm-hmm. just what are the things that they have learned? And sometimes you may realize that like, oh, like I realized something at 26 that someone at 60 didn't realize until they were 55 and you're just like okay like I'm glad I know this I'm glad I know this because this is an actual lesson of life Mm -hmm. and the thing and they can just if you just listen they can tell you things that you don't know Mm -hmm. everybody has that capability whether you're asking a four-year-old kid or a 75 year old man you can get some sort of knowledge and universal sort of gift of experience from a perspective that you completely unexpected and so it's like I just expect everyone to tell me something I don't know, <laughs> like, right. and so it's just like, if you and if and if they don't tell me something that I don't know, I'll just let them keep trying until they don't. Like, it's like you don't have to rub anybody off because they have wrong ideas. It's like I think a lot of people get very virtuous. And I'm talking a lot, but I'm going for it. It's like so I think people get very virtuous here, where they see that they know something before someone knows it. Mm-hmm. And so when they ex- and when they say it to them, they're like, ha, I already know that. And it's just like, that's such a childish thing to do. But like, we all kind of do it in our own way. And you have to have that filter in your mind to not do that. And just be like, okay, like, I see you know the same thing I know, cool. Rather than being like, I knew that before you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not how you want to be. Oh, yeah. What is your final say on this, Annalise? What is an adult? I think it's all my I think adult is perspective. It's it's all perspective. You can't. Mm-hmm. There's no definition for what makes you an adult or a child. It's different to everybody. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like you're an adult, then to you you're an adult. If right. other people don't view you as one, that's on them. However, mm-hmm. they choose to see you. But if you mm-hmm. feel like you're an adult, then that's what matters. That's what your definition is. So that's what impacts your life. Yeah. What you think of yourself. Does anyone ever say to a kid that you're acting adultish? Because I think adults hear all the time you're acting childish. And it's just like, you know, I guess there's positive and negative aspects to being a child. But it's just like, that's perspective too. It's it's not really negative if you're learning. It's only negative if you know and then you're doing it out of spite. Like, I I don't think kids 
for the lo- for the most part in their childhood, like they don't act out of spite. Like it's not really spite that they do it. It's like it's just reaction from a lack of knowing. Um, it's just like when you become older and like you've gone through this cycle over and over again, and you're like, this is this isn't right, but I'm gonna do it because it's gonna piss them off. Yeah, because I'm it's, pissed off. It's different when you're doing something wrong and you didn't know it was wrong versus you doing something wrong and you wholeheartedly knowing it's wrong. Yeah, when you do it with malicious intent. Yeah, exactly. Making it rain on yourself and random. Make it rain with all those topics. I've been playing with this paper this entire time. What do you? What are your love languages? Are you physical touch? What? What do you? You know? Do you know what your love languages are? What does that mean? You know? You know heard of love languages? No. Okay, so there's five primary love languages, and everybody has a primary one, and most of the time a little secondary one. So I'll kind of go through them and explain them for you, and you can kind of figure out which one you are. Um, and then the book's free on YouTube too. You just type in five love languages. It's a whole book. It's a whole audio book. Guy has a nice southern twang to him. It's very, it's nice. very nice. But there's there's five love languages. There's physical touch, quality time, gift giving, acts of service, and words of affirmation. I like doing all those things and okay. receiving all those. Okay, things. so I'm gonna go through them and I'm gonna kind of explain each one, and you're gonna say which one of them is the most. Yet when you think about it, which one makes you the most fulfilled like if you were to receive this from Diego your boyfriend your man candy if he was to do this thing for you this is going to make you feel the most fulfilled and you have to choose which one would make you feel the most happy okay but then I want to hear what he thinks mine is right his love language is probably different yeah what do you think mine are no 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 you need to say your you need to I'll I'll do mine first but I also want to hear what he thinks mine are just based off how I act okay 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 sounds good Um, but when you probably say it you'll probably they might make sense you might agree okay so for physical touch um, let's. We'll just. I'll just do examples for each of these. So, physical touch. Um, you're doing dishes. He walks up behind you, gives you a hug, and says, "I love you." That's physical touch. Well, it's mixed with some words of affirmation, but the physical touch part is like he just wraps his arm around you from behind you, and it's just like giving you affection. That's the physical touch. Hugging, cuddling. Right, cuddling, anything like that. Quality time. He just chooses. He just chooses instead of doing something else to sit next to you on the couch and just be around you. Like, just chooses to be around you. Like, if you're doing something and he doesn't have to be there, but he's choosing to be there because he wants to be around you, quality time. Okay. <laughs> um, then we have gift giving. So, like, if he just gets you a sentimental present. If he just, if he makes something for you or he sings a song about you, some shit like that crazy. Like, it's a gift, gift giving. Then we have acts of service. Um, you're having a busy day. You're really stressed out. And you know that, like, it would really help me out if, like, this got done. And he just, like asked you if you needed help and then did it for you act that's an act of service he's like he's doing something to help make your life easier and then the last one is words of affirmation it's just him telling him giving you good positive sort of feelings of like hey like you're my best friend i think you're amazing like you're you're really great when you speak this way like i just i really appreciate you as a person words of affirmation and so like out of those five pick pick which one do you think would make you feel the most fulfilled you have to think about your love as like this tank and so like when you receive love from diego it fills your tank which one of those love bursts would give you the most fulfillment inside of that tank what's the primary one i want to say the primary one is quality time just him i knew you got all sort of sappy when i talked about quality yeah, time but like, I, I also felt like though i wanted to say words of affirmation because those are highly that's your appreciated. second one 
but but I feel like my true second one is is physical touch because it's the same thing right. as quality time, like just the the physical affection when it's okay. not even needed. Because quality time can be for. like this. This can be quality time. You're yeah. in the same room, but you yeah. want the quality touch. You want the quality time with the closeness, the physical well, touch. That yeah, because that's like same thing. The unasked for, you know, occasional show of affection. Yeah. Is is huge, and even right. though it's it's seen as physical. It's more than that. It's this person. I didn't even have to ask, but this person knew that that little bit of affection. It, right it then, makes you feel literally attractive. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you're like, because like, I attracted that, this person. In. But but not even like same thing. Not even in a physical way, but just in a, an emotional and mental kind of way. Yeah. You didn't even have to ask for it, but they chose to show you that little bit of affection mm. when when they didn't need to. Right. So I think that and quality time together two yeah those are mine too by the way like i physical touch and quality time those are my two favorite ones yeah what, about you? what do you stuff. think mine are you can talk about yourself first if you want what are yours diego doesn't have to be all about her all the I time know, we know. i know what <laughs> i know what yours are immediately well mine are i know what yours are don't, don't let him say them don't you okay. tell him okay. do you need me to run through them again for you no okay i'm, I'm thinking you just don't oh, don't think don't think too much about it. Um, yeah, words yeah. of affirmation. So don't think too much about it. Just like just quick off the head. Like which one just makes you feel up? That's all you have to say. Like because you'll know. Two, two and four. Two and four. Two and four. Shit, I forgot the order quality that I put them in. Quality time. Quality time. And then. Quality time and acts of, um, service. Acts of acts service. service. Oh yeah, I, I was gonna say acts of service. That makes sense. You're a busy dude. Yeah, you put a lot on your plate, and so like I can understand. Like and it's why you're a fucking manager. <laughs> Like, but I think I think the the only slight difference in our quality time one is that I, when with with me wanting quality time, there's talking involved. Yeah. But whereas when you want quality time, you appreciate me being there and my presence. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be speaking. Oh, so then, yours is like pure quality time. Yours is more so of quality time mixed in with words of affirmation because yeah. you feel affirmed when he addresses well, you and talks I, to I, you. I want to I want to hear what's in her head. Instead of what is projected out of her no, mouth. Yeah, that's really Wait, scary. are they not the same thing? Do you have too many filters? What no, are you trying to say? Not, some, not filters. Um, but like, you want to hear what's in her head, but she like, has to let it out through her mouth. No. Yeah, Can he read thoughts? No. No. <laughs> no. In, in terms of, uh, so it, with that phrase, so basically right. just more in terms of like, you can tell how somebody is when you just, you know, let them kind of be in like this calm state. Yeah. And if she's like, like looks like you know scared um like shaky you can tell like that's how she internally actually feels um or you can like same thing when someone is happy you can literally feel the radiance mm -hmm. like coming off of this person so you can tell that when it's just like a very quiet intimate moment so you're just um, like reading her energy yeah just constantly that's how i just know when i like that too i like that i like that see like i, I want to know I, where I never she's realized at, that. At, like where she doesn't want to tell like at this level that she cannot hide you're just always trying so, to read her non-verbally dude that, yeah. that makes so much sense i never realized that i do that to women too it's just like that's my favorite thing about like having a girlfriend it's just like constantly just like watching her rock around and trying to figure out what she's thinking like <laughs> i just love that shit when i could just ask but at the same time it's just like i don't always like to constantly talk like i'm yeah. trying to be a better listener god damn it yeah. so like if you want to tell me something feel free to tell me but if you're not gonna say nothing i'm gonna i'm gonna just like looking at you <laughs> i'm always flirting 
What What did you think? Uh, I feel like I was going to say, um, I thought what was you were the fourth one? one? Five. Physical yeah. touch and... Um, you were physical words touch and affirmation and physical touch. Yeah, you had this, uh, like, words of affirmation mixed in with quality time. Like, you want both of those things to merge. Like, if you're, and, if you're spending quality time touch, together, yeah. you, like, you would like to talk as well. No, yeah. But um, I think I was definitely going to say acts of service for you because I know you, like, there will be times when you'll be working and, like, super busy and I just brought you avocado toast and you were just, like, that so bomb, happy. And, and okay. so I think uh, but yeah, it just service it makes Like, so, and sometimes I'm just used to being busy, so a lot of times I make myself feel busier than I really am. So it comes a time of like, am I actually busy or, or am I just like in this anxious state of I feel like I should be doing something? Do right you feel now. like Do you feel like it's a vicious cycle, but you make yourself more busy because no, you're I've, I've actually been yes. like, well, I'm not in my eyes. I've been able to kind of stop it. Um, stop being busy? Well, not stop being busy, but stop this like negative kind of reaction to it. Or um, I've changed it to like I love the things I love being busy. It shows that like I'm going for something. Right. Um, I'm not like just slowing down. Um, and it, did, but like to me, it doesn't make me stressed. It just makes me like, I just want to keep going. And yeah. so like sometimes my mind is super focused, and that's when like, I'll be having this like you know super crazy train of thoughts throughout the day, and it's just like this random like beam of positive information just like constantly being streamed into my head. How do you know when you need to stop being busy? He doesn't. No, I do. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I do. I know when I should relax yeah um because i've now just been very really just schedule based i've yeah. been like dictating a certain amount of time to something and i've been trying to then like when i know i don't have anything specific yeah. i either kind of go along the lines of what can i do in this moment to better myself you know you know to help myself now and obviously like in the future yeah um or is this like a moment that i can actually like slow down um obviously if it comes down to like I haven't had one of those I should slow down moments um, in, a, in like a couple of days. Yeah. I purposely take a big like a section out of my day. That's why like every or like yeah out of my days. But that's why Sundays for me are very um, relaxation, meditation, like reading kind of days because that's what I like to do when I don't have anything to do. Mm. Um, it's like my my little like thing on the side do you so you've been reading is there anything specific you've been reading lately I don't know what you're talking about you've been falling asleep every time I go to read that's not true <laughs> like an old couple it's so, so cute so the thing is and this is why I'm thinking words of affirmation right. is because if I go in a room to read a book and Elise will come in the room throughout multiple times mm -hmm. and be like I don't want to say distraction but like I get distracted so she's just doing what she, you know, is doing as, as a loving girlfriend, and I get distracted by it. And that's the point, though. Yeah. Yes and no. Sometimes, like I said, I want to get something accomplished. Um, the whole reason you loved to, her is because yeah. she makes you distracted. No. Yeah. So. This is this she's is, a she's this the distraction you want. <laughs> no, I, I don't like to view her as a distraction. It's called a compliment if it's a distraction you want. She compliments your life. She does compliment my life. But she makes your life better. Yeah, no, she does. No, she totally saying. does. I love you so much. Um beautiful. She no, she does. Um it's But that well that's what I'm saying, like when it comes to like um uh, what was number four? I forgot the exact title. 
Um, acts of service. Acts of service. Uh, when it comes to that, it just shows like, hey, I was thinking about you and knew that this would benefit you right now, and I want to make your life, you know, more beneficial. I think all five are great testaments yeah. to love for sure. I feel like you. You should learn to appreciate all, all of them. Five, yeah. If you can, ma- if you can master appreciating all five love languages, like. You'll, you won't have problems in your relationships because you'll learn how to appreciate people yeah. and you'll also learn what other people need to feel appreciated because mm-hmm. when people feel appreciated, they become appreciative. Um, it's just like when someone doesn't feel appreciated because no one understands them. Yeah. Like it's when we get all sort of bleh and in ourselves right. and our husband's like, no one understands me. Like that's how I felt in middle school. It's, it was great. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, if you can really just understand what those five language, love languages are and you can sort of, uh, and it takes, and it takes a minute to actually like, you can't just look somebody and know their love language. Yeah. You can, if you're, you have to be around somebody, you either have to watch their actions long enough to like watch how they react to certain things or you have to like just talk to them and just understand who they are as per- people. And like, I think that's where we get caught up because if we actually talk to each other, we, most people become friends for the most part like they can agree to disagree but they're not going to hate somebody if they've had a long enough conversation with them mm-hmm. because just like hate sort of derives from the place of where like you don't understand them and you don't want to so you don't take the, give the chance um but yeah it's like lo- the love languages are interesting mine are definitely physical touch and quality time i just i don't know it's like i'm all, I've all i don't know I, I feel like it's always just been like hold me and tell me i'm pretty i like it That's it's nice cool. it's nice <laughs> you have to tell me i'm pretty you just pet my beard and say hey there how you doing? Diesel can do that for you. Let me train Diesel to do that. Diesel hasn't been paying any attention to me because he's so focused on his goddamn shadow. Because he's scared yeah. of his ears in the limelight. Yeah. It's a problem. But we don't talk about him. He's in therapy. My, dogs, my dog can see ghosts or astral beings or light fixtures. I don't know. He's in the laser pointers. It's, it means something. I Every guess. single All thing. dogs and cats are in the do you think Never mind, not No, but his is more than laser pointers. His is like reflections, like when oh, yeah, the light, light is shining, like any light source. Like whether it's just like great example, even if there's like a tree with a bunch of leaves and like the shadow that like it cast is a bunch of it's like dark with a bunch of like white spots in between where like the yeah. the sun the sunbeams are kinda kinda shining through. And let's say like a wind comes and it changes all those like patterns on the floor, he goes ballistic. Yeah. He's like everywhere on that. He's always tripping. Yeah, it's just the, the changing of different lights. Same thing, yeah. shadows. When shadows like overlap and it forms like a darker shadow. What do you think he's thinking in that moment? Like, I think he's chasing something. I, I don't know. I mean, like, that's what the dogs do. People will write really it. Like, interesting. Yeah. Like, science will write it off as just some like reaction to a stimuli well, but like they those little turds have conscious thought like yeah. they're aware of what they're doing and so like I just wonder what in Diesel's head and all dogs heads like what are the conscious thoughts they're thinking when they see that those light patterns changing well, and why do they gotta get it no, yeah, you know no, I mean? so, Ooh, pretty yeah so the way that I um, oh jeez now I lost it <laughs> damn it cause like um, when he sees a light he'll go full schizo on it he's like it's real like yeah. you gotta fucking get it man um, like, oh, holy shit Diesel where is it? My boss told me that I sound like a half surfer dude, half Buddhist. Whenever I say um, because I'm literally like um, and then I'll like keep going. It's a pretty good compliment. But it, but it's 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 so funny because your um, arms are long. You'll be like you'll be like um, and then go right back into what you're saying. But it's so long. 
but it's almost like become part of your natural talking. So yeah. I don't even notice it anymore. Yeah. I think it, I like think it soothes me subconsciously. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> except for like when it's in a message and like it's extra long. Sometimes yeah, it makes I'll be a like, message extra long, and that's why I like texting. Yeah, I can just say what I need to say. Because I just out. hear the um, and I'm like, this is normal for me now to hear. But then I'll hear an, just, an extra long one occasionally. I'll yeah. be like, oh my god. Question: Is it texting weird? Like. Texting is not weird to us because we've been doing it for most of our lives. But like before, people had to actually weird. I think it's just a different form of sure, sure. But well, I think it, weird means different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so it is weird. But like it's it's normalized. It's a normalized thing to us mm. because like we didn't grow up. Like when we actually started like conversating and really communicating with people, like the internet was there. Yeah. You know. Um. But it's like before that, like people had to talk to each other. They had to do this. Like we're sitting here doing a podcast. I think it just caused them to force to only talk to certain people, and now is when you're you have so much freedom to talk to anybody. Some people are like, I want that choose to I choose that freedom to not want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And like people view it completely differently. So it's just almost like, in terms of in terms of texting, it's the new age. Like I get to pick essentially who your who my friends are. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, that, it's that yeah. level of freedom. What's so weird is, like, we actually can't really speak on this because, like, we weren't alive in the 70s and 80s before, mm-hmm. like, the text texting and everything and, like, big email no, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I would really like to talk, like, if any of anybody listening is, like, grew up in the 60s, 70s, 80s and, like, you knew what it was like before texting and actually having to call and talk to people and have conversations, like, how, how was human confrontation in your perspective growing up compared to how we have it today. Um, I would really be interested to know that. What are you doing? Please don't do that. Don't kick the mic. It's fragile. Don't put your toes on the microphone. Step off. No, yeah. I think texting texting is terrible because, because you can't tell someone's tone from a text message. So there are so many miscommunications um, because someone will say something in a text message that someone else could read in a negative tone and be like, wow, this was totally meant to be like a sassy text. But then the person will be like, no, bro, like that's just how I talk. You just can't tell my tone. So I think texting leads to so many terrible miscommunications. What does it lead you to being able to adapt your tone through your texting? Like just making, using well punctuated sort of mannerism like it's it isn't the same it's not the same like it's not the same as actually having a physical conversation so like we couldn't text this podcast like no because like we have to be here in the moment and you have to like feel the energy of the person and just like it takes some real sort of reading skill and knowing the person you're talking to to like hear them through a text message like, like there's, there's you you can hear her through a text message for yeah, sure. Like, not all the time though, and, and that's kind of weird because sometimes I'll be like, why, why is, why like, is this, this energy like, so weird? Like, why is it so like such a sassy comment? She's like, oh no, like it literally wasn't. She's just oh, not punctuating. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's literally yeah, punctu. It's also because there's a difference between like that's what punctuation I'm, is I'm gonna I'm gonna be home in an hour. Yeah. Someone says I'm gonna be home in an hour, and you text back, okay, like okay, great, see you in an hour, or okay like okay why aren't you gonna be home sooner you know what i mean like just typing okay you have no idea what their tone is i will text things okay is a hard one just okay but but i'll text k is mad and they'll be like why like why are you so mad 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm texting how I would normally talk right now, but for some reason, my texts always come off as, like, pissy, and I don't understand why. Well, the thing is, like, you you didn't come off as pissy. The person who perceived it thought it was pissy because, like, that's, a, like, what you texted, like, the regular just okay. It's It can have such universal meaning across the board that, like, if they were considering your feelings, they're like, I don't know how she feels in this moment. And it's yeah. why, like... You need to, especially with texting, you need to learn how to, like, address the person, not in a way that, like, are you mad? But more so, like, how do you like to spell the word okay? Because okay can mean a lot of things. And I'm just curious, like, if that's the way you spell it. Like, you can just, like, circumvent the sort of thing and just be like, I don't really understand the meaning of okay. Like, have a conversation about okay like we're having now. Like, let that be the conversation rather than be like, are you mad at me? You know what I mean? Like, just try to understand. Just, like... Because I think Diego and I did did talk about something like this at one point, and, yeah. and I literally said, like, why do you... I don't like when you say facts, like F-A-X, remember? And I was like, I hate when you say facts because it makes me feel like it was just like a, like, facts. Like, not, like, unenthusiastic. Just one of the just, just facts. Yeah. But so that's why... <laughs> what did you change it to? You changed it to, like... Oh, my... Oh, that was some super weird, like... It was, like... I, 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 I actually saved it because I knew it was gonna come. I like when you say yeah, facts but, though. But I don't. But see, that's the thing is like we had to have this conversation where he's like, facts to me is literally just like I acknowledge what you said. Like yeah, facts. But I'm like okay, so that's good to know because before I thought facts was just like a super lame, un- unresponsive, <laughs> just yeah, facts, bro. Like I don't know. But so even just having that small conversation, like cleared up a lot well I think you have way more intimate conversations with him than any of us do so like getting the response facts more than a couple times I can see how it can get in your head yeah and you'll be like like, alright alright but to me I see Diego like twice a week so when he says facts to me I'm just like right on (laughs) yeah exactly I haven't had to hear it for eight straight months. It's fine. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's but just punctuation. Nothing on you, Diego. Fucking be you, bro. But, uh, I'm always 100% but, unapologetically me. But back, That's beautiful. Back to what you were saying, though, about like the person who read it. Mm-hmm. If I text something that's like something I normally say, like, hey, what's up? If the person reading it is already in a negative mindset, they're going to read it negatively. If they're already in a positive mindset, they're going to read it positively. So at the end of the day, it's not that I have to fix my texting. It's that they have to fix their mood. <laughs> a, a conversation, I believe, is, is 50-50. So there's, there's a balance of, I perceive this negative, yeah. like this negative vibe from how you, how you spoke. Yes, it obviously is up to me to be like, oh, I got a negative vibe. Like, why did I get a you know, negative vibe? Um, but there's also a difference in saying, like, a realization of, oh, I got, like, I felt a negative kind of sense when spoken to. Yeah. Um, versus pro- projecting your own neg- like negativity onto something that somebody says. Mm-hmm. So, and same, it, one is how you choose to react, and one is just how you perceive the and perceive the situation. Right. So if you just choose to perceive the situation, there's some validity there. Yeah. Versus if you choose to react, most people you know react with the same energy backwards. But if you just take like a conscious second to like realize like, oh hey, my body now feels this after you said that thing. Yes, that that's one part, but also the the speaker um, is I don't, don't want to say um, like to blame as well, but. Oh, the other half of kind of that in- interaction, a conversation, a transfer of energy takes two 
beings. Um, so, yeah. if you guys so, understand. No, 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 yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, I had an interesting thought, like when you talked about like just being conscious, and it's just like there's a point by which you live consciously, and then there's a time in your life when you live unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Like I've honestly, like I've had weeks in my life where like I haven't been really conscious that whole week. I just the week sort of flowed by, and I was sort of like in this place of some sort of mint cycle of mental thought and like I spent the whole week just thinking about this one thing never mm. and I, maybe I got to the answer maybe I didn't but at the same time like it was it was conscious but at the same time it was like down a rabbit hole um, but like being conscious in your awareness and in your presence like you're noticing everything happening around you and you're like oh 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 and like it just keeps you sort of in this like curious newfound mindset where you're like that's interesting that's interesting and you're applying things you're doing things your, your brain then, is growing not looking in on itself right, right but this, there's growth both ways that's yeah, the thing exactly, exactly. but what's interesting is like the no, thought that I had in my head was that like you can't ever escape the chaoticness of the universe there's really no escaping like it's always going to be this chaotic mess because that's the nature of things but somewhere else in the universe it's too peaceful but then I think about like consciousness and unconsciousness and then chaos and balance and like how they sort of intertwine and it's just I think like you when you're in an unconscious mindset you feel balanced in a chaotic world yeah when you are conscious you feel chaotic in a balanced world yeah because you because when you're conscious you realize this is all a fine balance Everything is balanced, no matter the chaos in front of me. It's all balanced, and it's all for it's all going to zero. It's all going to one, at the same time. And you're just like, okay, I get it. And that's why it's chaotic because you realize that it's all just this one big balancing act. But you're aware of the chaos. And on the other side, when you're unconscious, like you're so sort of driven and focused in a straight line towards something, like you feel really focused. And you're like, okay, this is purpose. I'm feeling this. But everything in the world is happening around you, and you don't know what's going on. And that's chaotic, not because your life's not peaceful, but that, like, it's very dangerous to be unaware of what's happening around you. And, like, being so deep in your unconscious mind that you don't notice that, like, it can be a crazy place, especially when you snap right back into consciousness, and you're like, oh, fuck, what have I been doing? Yeah. You know? What you doing over there? And that's I got lost in the Snapchat. Uh, yeah, it no, but, but that same like realization kind of just tying it all back together yeah. is that when one of that realizations of what the fuck have I been doing like oh I'm an adult and then like that's one of those times where like that wave first hits and you hit that that breakthrough level of where you kind of realize like the responsibility like in your in your hands mm-hmm. and what's going on and then sometimes like I said you can dip back into being a child um, a lot of adults kind of stay in the teen years area yeah. Uh, for for a while. Yeah. But same thing. It's just when you choose to kind of change how you wanna. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like that, like that. you can compare that conscious and subconscious sort of ways of being. Just like compare it to driving, and if you drive the same route every single day, and oh, it yeah. says because I and I'm doing this because by experience, like me being a delivery driver right now, it's just like I drive a straight line every day for an yeah. hour a day both yeah. ways. I drive just this straight line. And I and sometimes I 
I don't even have to realize where I'm going because I know it's straight line. As long as I know that I'm far enough ahead from the thing in front of me that's also moving, like I'm like okay, like I don't really have to pay much attention. I do, but I don't. Like my body's paying attention, but like I'm living in this sort of subconscious place to where like I'm I'm deep in thought. Like with whether it's with the podcast or a song or just thinking to myself. Like I'm just deep in thought. I'm deep within myself and. The other way is like when the delivery truck stops and I gotta get out and start delivering packages. Like when that moment happens, I'm just consciously delivering packages. But when you deliver 150 stops a day, you, at, day by, at, at stop 75, you're now subconscious again doing this. And it's just this process of repetition. Pattern and Re- repetition will leave you lead you into this subconscious sort of unconscious way of being. And the longer you stay in a pattern and a repetition, the longer you're going to be in that place while the world is still happening around you. Yeah. But that's why it's important to do things that add variety to your life and to try new things. Because like a lot of people can even get in the pattern of uh, waking up, eating a healthy breakfast, going to the gym, going to work, um, answering your emails, eating a healthy dinner, going to bed. Some would call that a healthy lifestyle, and it probably is. Uh, for your body but it does is it healthy for your mind because like what if you're eating chicken and rice and broccoli for seven days a week all day long yeah yeah you look great but like do you even know who you are do you even know where you are yeah. you've been doing the same thing over and over and, over. and it's why you got to just I, I that's why I, i've tried to be in the mindset of welcoming chaos into my life of just a little bit at a time i don't want yeah, the whole i don't want the whole world to burn down but like i i whenever a chaotic event approaches and comes upon me, I do my best to welcome that chaotic event so that I can understand it, and at the very least appreciate that at least it's a change to the mundane. Mm-hmm. And like the more you allow yourself to do that, you know, the more the less mundane your life will be, and you're like, oh, like this is a very interesting experience that I've been living. Like you have to welcome a little bit of chaos into your life. Like you can't just push everything out. Push it out yeah. Yeah. Well, same thing. You you experience what you fear. So you experience what you fear. Yeah. Okay. Like, because you are, you are creating um, attention to that. You are increasing the the energy given to this certain thing. So it's like... Is it all fear? No, no, no. You're, you, you as a, like, yeah. you knowing yourself, you, yeah. can know, you can tell when you are truly fearful of this event. Um, and versus it's like something that's just like constantly like right. in the back of your Well, mind. fear and anxiety pretty much go hand in hand. Well, yeah. Don't you think? So, yeah, yeah exactly. But so like if, great example like if you're afraid of clowns if you right. see um you know a clown billboard every single day you're gonna not be scared of clowns anymore you're gonna yeah. see them as a common thing or you're gonna create a crazy story in your head yeah, and yep. lose your shit yep exactly because you'll so, start seeing clowns in your closet yep <laughs> well um but no yeah so it's the same thing we don't talk you, about him no more well if you like always tell your friends i'm yeah. scared of clowns i'm scared of clowns your friends are gonna do something and scare you with some clown related. If they're good friends, they'll be like... No, they... Yeah. Regardless if they're good friends, they're gonna be like... You're no, don't make fun of you be like, quit being scared of clowns, pussy. Yeah, like, exactly. We'll, we'll <laughs> at least as a, as, as a guy. Like, that's no, a, yeah, 100%. Like, I hope girls are yeah. like that, too. Girls are, girls are so supportive of each other all the time. Guys are just like, quit being a bitch. And, like, then, and then they hate each other like 20 seconds later. Um, they're so fake bad. supportive. That's the worst. Dude, they're yeah. fake supportive. No. They're like, oh, that's great. So Ram. many women will be like, women support women. You know, all that stuff. And then literally hate each other. But it's all for the gram. Hate each other. It's all for the Happy gram. International Women's it's Day. It's about gram. me. No, they'll, they'll literally be like, 
So if it's women, not Billy Graham, it's real. No, they'll literally be yeah. like, women for women. Yeah. No, we support all women unless they disagree with you in any aspect of literally anything, and then you hate them. I'd really you be... You only like women that think like you. Can you please just dive into this on, like, just let me know the... Yeah, sort of world of the like world of women's communication because like that's I'm, a whole other podcast buddy okay we'll do one on that then um yeah we'll do a whole one on that we'll just we'll just let annalise talk about and, women and annalise, <laughs> it's just annalise's time and then like we'll just call it that and then yeah. it just goes that would be the title of the episode would be annalise's time yeah just goes off yeah. annalise talks this is about what it's like being a woman in america yeah oh my God. lady talk man listen <laughs> Lady, talk, man, Lady talk man question. Man confused? <laughs> man confused? Question mark? Classic man. <laughs> but I think that's why women love us because men are always confused and women know everything. So, like, they're just like, I would like a little bit of confusion in my life. So they come find us. We know what's going on with ourselves, but, like, they don't know what's going on with us. So they just come around. But I can only speak for heterosexual males. I'm a cisgendered man, so. Few and far between, Seth. Few and far between. What are you talking about? I know, I'm kidding. (laughs) Twitter's full of cis white males' opinions. Yeah. We got a lot of testosterone and we're mad. (laughs) We eat hamburgers, damn it. I'll tell you what. It's all about. I try to be a peaceful man, but God, I love red meat. I know, I know. Cat, cows are like dogs, and they're friendly, and they're lovely, but they taste good. Can't deny that they taste good. Speaking of, something about stuff meat tastes, that tastes good. good, but not anything related to red meat. Um, it's like the iron, I guess. I don't know. Um, Maybe like lion's mane mushrooms. Could be a vampire. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what about lion's mane? What about vampires? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Cause I like, um, I like, I like my steak. Medium. Oh, I was saying lion, medium lion, rare. lion's mane mushrooms. You can you can grill them up, um, and yeah. they basically like they you grill all the water out of them, and and they taste like steak. Um, uh-huh. So it's just like and it's a really really beneficial. We'll have some lion's mane steak yeah. someday. Well, it's for like you can eat lion's mane like workout. It's really good for like yeah. um, for that. It's um it causes neurogenesis. Yeah, yeah I yeah, take yeah. lion's mane yeah, supplements. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I just never ate a lion mane steak. Oh yeah, no, it's so good. It's the most manly thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it has all right? the man Russian things in it. Lion mane steak. That's a, that's a true outdoorsman meal. Yeah, right there. When you know just the right mushrooms that you can throw on the skillet. And, yeah. Uh, actually, I guess that's almost yeah. all mushrooms. Yeah. I miss eating it's a, it's a chicken. chicken of the, have you ever had chicken of the woods or hen of the woods? Oh, the... the sulfur shell mushrooms? It's a... Is it chicken of the... Yeah, and then the yeah. turkey Well, they're all the same thing. Like, like chicken of the woods. No, yeah, I know what you're yeah. Well, turkey tails are these smaller ones, but like... Silver Shelf can get these big, these chicken in the woods. Like, but you fry those, like they literally taste like chicken. Yeah. They're so good. I miss those from good old Indiana, man. Bring some. Tell your mom to mail some shrooms over. I told her to mail me some moss because oh, I'm yeah, making right. my vivariums again. I was like, Mom, you like I'm here in Colorado and it's all dry, everything. There's no moss, but you live in Kentucky. Kentucky is literally all moss. So it's just like, I need you to go go take the family on a journey and go find as many different kinds of moss as you can send me a bucket. and put it in bags and just send it in a flat rate box. I'm like, I need all this moss. I'm about to grow a moss garden in my house. It's about to be great. Whenever she goes and does it. 
you're listening, I love you, Mom. Thank you. I love you, Mom. Yeah. Gracias. Gracias, mamacita. Besos. Um. <laughs> Where's Nick? Stuff. He's, he's deep in that writing assignment, bro. I know. He's, he's doing his thing. He's in he's, college. He's in his own podcast in his head. He's working hard. Matters. He's working very hard with himself. There's Diesel. <sighs> well, let's see what he's doing. Hi there, buddy. Diesel, are you an adult? We're doing Chunky Monkey. Diesel, do you consider yourself an adult? He's like, I'm a grown up. Ah! Well, he's still like. Hello, Nicola. Nick, do you. Welcome do to the you, podcast. You, oh my god, I cannot speak anymore. You've been drinking. Do you see yourself as an adult? No. Well, okay. Why? And I will never until I'm like 60 or until I die. I, okay. I, I don't think I will okay, ever. Well, I don't want that, to so embody that, myself as an adult. All right, well, Nick, so let's that, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so, but what do you view as an adult? Yeah, that's the question of the episode. What a is trick. an adult? A I trick. think you. I think you Being asked this. This is the a thing. trick. Okay, how so? What is an adult? We are always. What is an adult? A trick? Is that what you said? It's a trick. Okay, how so? Explain. You, we we've are, been ranting. Go for it. We are, we're always growing as people, right? Yeah. We are always that that person we're growing to become, and each person we become through our lives, we're always that person. That person is stuck inside of us, mm-hmm. and we're growing up constantly. But being a grown up is kind of uh, just, a, in my opinion, a societal thing to kind of hold us back. Because when people think grown up, what does society usually refer to? Oh, I gotta stop doing this and being happy so I can um, create life, even though I'm not happy with what I'm doing. So my influence is gonna be skewed. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think it's just we, we should view it as growing as people constantly. Because, like, we're all just people. We're not, like, we're sure we're children and adults, we can verify that. But I don't think we're supposed to attach it to society and the traits that we have to view as adulthood. Adult, yeah. Adulthood is, the, what, I, what I view it as is just like being responsible, spreading love, and having the strength to do what you actually want. And I think that's a big part of adulthood that I'm forming right now is like having the strength to do what you want in your life and not letting outsiders get into it. So that's what we were talking about. Is. Yeah. But it's no, I think trick. what America, well, I said that wrong. Being an adult isn't a trick, but it's like what society has tried to implement into us being an, what being an adult is, is a trick. Oh, okay. Being an adult, uh, being an adult is not giving a fuck and adapting to what you, yeah. uh, so you can do what you love. It's not giving up and conforming. Yeah. So you can, so you can like live this, this view created by the higher powers that, is there to hold us back. Initially. Yeah, the people that have more money than us. Um, but like when you were talking about um, when you first started that, I, I, I just started to get this visualization in my head that when you talk about like the, uh, the, the child is something that we grow up and around. Like I just think of like the seed, like a seed and like of a tree. Uh-huh. And it's just like that's how a tree sort of works. It's like it starts as a seed and as the, is as the seed turns into a tree, like it's really just the tree growing around the essence of that seed. Like the physical nature of the seed disappears, but everything that that seed created sort of grows around it. And if you think of a tree, it's like you have this first sort of like root stem and every sort of seasonal pattern wherever it grows, it like it gains another layer of bark around it. And then it goes through another season, gains a layer of bark around it. And like we can think about that as like the same as the years of our lives. Cause, and we even count trees by their nice. rings based on years. And it's just like, do, is that our perspective getting thrown on trees or did we base our linear sense of time based on how the time of seasons function in trees 
It's like how was time created? Did time oh, sure. was time well, before no, seasons or seasons to create time? It's it's by it was oh yeah uh, that's what I was but that's gonna go wild. Well, let me finish my point real quick. Okay, so like we're we're growing up and around and like we're just gaining these new layers of bark. But like every season, like there's different se- every season there's different weather patterns and there's different ways of being that like beat the tree back and forth and like et- etch the patterns of the tree in different ways and the tree adapts slowly to each season and then when it grows around it it grows again to each season and next thing you know is like the tree by the end of its life is fully grown and balanced out in this almost perfect sort of circular oval pattern mm-hmm. like it has a beautiful pattern to it that's like we know is like the now that we have studied mathematics is the golden ratio it's the fibonacci sequence it's how it's all sort of playing together but you have this unified shape that's so pleasing to the eye and it's pleasing to the eye because it's balanced and it's done that through series of time but the weird thing is like since that tree hasn't fallen it's had to it's had to keep that balance since the beginning and it's just like that's what that's why i love trees so much it's like that's why i'm the weird loving hippie that i am because i love trees it's because trees have this beautiful way of always constantly adapting to nature and it's only when a, a force of nature so great disturbs the balance of the tree by which it cannot heal that the tree falls down. And that's the same in our lives. Whether it's our heart stops or we get hit by a bus. It's like it's just like the force of nature has to be strong enough to take away our pursuit of life. Facts. Yeah. So that's actually a really crazy way to look at it. Wow. Keep growing, guys. Keep growing. Besos a todos. What about tostados? Bezos, the totos. So since I just answered, what what is like the, what have we been talking about? We have time? been talking a lot about just what an adult means, and then sort of diving. In. We dove into love languages too. Do you know what your love languages are? So many. Okay, so do you want me to give you? Do you want me to give you the same rundown that I gave? I, I you like five? um, I like loyal. Like loyalty is a love language to me. And like in okay. like the smallest, or like love language in a How, relationship what is lo- or a friendship. Describe loyalty to me. Like, what is what does loyalty mean to you? Like, if you're, you're, if you're envisioning to, what loyalty feels, you're like. going to be there for me, even when I'm going through hard times. As long as you know, I'm putting my effort forward. And when you see I'm not putting my effort forward, you're quick to jump to care for me when you do notice it. So what is it? No matter you, the situation. Like right, if right. I'm if I'm out if I'm down bad on booze, or my mom just died, or my uncle, my uncle freaking abu- like randomly abused my mom like on some crazy shit that never happened. But like if any any things like that, when people yeah. aren't responsive to that, I notice their loyalty lacks. In my opinion, it's just like loyalty is being there for someone. No is loyalty why. a responsibility or a choice? It's a choice, dude. Okay, you acts of service. Lo- you don't have to <laughs> acts of service. But um, honestly, just like uh, doing small things for them and physical touch is probably my biggest one. Yeah. Like, like sex, we weren't all touched sex, enough as kids, man. Sex kind <laughs> kind of comes after that because like I don't or we touch too much. Always feel oh, like having sex, and like yeah. some people like sex is the the main thing. Sex is probably number two, but like yeah. just like physical touch, like hugging my partner and things like that. I and, think like, sex a used kiss to be on the cheek. yeah. Sex used to be way bigger for me when I was younger and more oh, like yeah. out of control with my like hormonal testosterone. But like now that I've like gotten a little bit older, like the the more sentimental sort of like quality types of touches, like are much more meaningful than the sexual act. Honestly, just someone who's, like, vulnerable to, like, 
is part of loyalty. Because like if you, if I, don't you think, for me, I don't think vulnerable. I think it's more like honest. Because someone's vulnerable, they're just willing to be. Well, if you're honest, you're being well, vulnerable. Well, like people, well, yeah, people yeah, I expect exactly. loyalty from. I have to be vulnerable. I said that wrong. Like I have to be vulnerable with them because like before I expect loyalty from them. Yeah. Because they. They have to know who I am to to accept the, bur- the burdens Expecting that loyalty. come, the burdens that come with who I am because we all have burdens that come with us. Mm. So I don't I don't want to expect anything from them if they don't know the dark side of me. Because yeah. if I was walking around loll- lollygagging like I'm mm. I'm some preacher who's yeah. got no bad parts of them, I'd be blind. Yeah. Well, if history does tell us anything, is those who expect loyalty are always betrayed. It's like, but you yeah. can't, but you can't expect loyalty, but you also can't like not trust like their trust and expectation have to be two separate things like you have to trust that someone's loyal to you because you are you have a mutual sort of relationship with them that you both feel that you are good for each other mm-hmm. but like when you expect loyalty from your what like people are your fucking subjects like who died and made you king you know like you can't have expectations for people to be loyal to you it's like yeah. people are loyal based on how you make them feel mm-hmm. so make people make people feel all right you know, and it's sometimes and sometimes it's not the worst thing in the world to make someone feel shitty when they're being shitty because like sometimes that's what a true friend is. It's be it's telling someone that they're being an ass and making them feel like they're being an ass because that's how people change. Like if you tell someone they're ass but they're an ass and they don't agree, like they're not going to change. But if someone is being an asshole and you're just like, hey. Do you realize that you're being this way? Like, what do you think about this? Like, and they and they consciously realize they're being an asshole. That changes people, but you can't attack the shit out of them. I kind of realized that in like past few times where I've had to confront friends about certain things. And right. One, one thing I realized that really helps with that is like writing out what you're gonna talk to them about before you decide to do it. What? You alright? Oh yeah. Oh okay, cool. But um. <laughs> I was, gonna, looking, I was I was hearing everything. Oh, like, like halfway falling asleep. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, that's good. But um, what was I saying? I don't know. We got distracted by Annalise's I'm smudged up face while she's asleep. falling asleep on the couch. It's um, late. What time is it? Today. Shit, my timer's still on. Um, what were you saying? Huh? What What's going Lego. on over there, bro? That was later than the socks. Jesus Christ. What did we say at the beginning? No farting and we have to start over. Alright, guys, we're starting over. Yeah, I thought it was girls don't poop till they're married. No, that's... No, <laughs> Only 50% true. Only 50% what? true. Only half the girls don't poop till they're married. Some girls poop from the start. And it's why it makes us confused. Because we know there's some girls that don't poop. And we're going to find out. <laughs> I don't know. But we were just talking about what is adulting, man, and we talked about, you know, being kids, growing up. There's so many different forms of adulting, though. Yeah, we touched on that. Like, there's adulting with kids, there's, like, having kids, there's adulting with dogs, there's adulting with being a single adult who works on a fucking ship. Like, everyone's adulting experience is different. Adult's a shitty word, we're all just people. It's such a shitty word. We're all just people. Like, people's, people's the best term to call us, we're just people. What's the oh, what diesel? What's the hey? Can you look up what the root word of people is? Like where the word people came from? I'm curious to know. I like looking up the root words of stuff. Like but, um, sometimes it comes Latin, sometimes it's a story. When you, you start, you're talking about loyalty, right? Yeah, loyalty. I think it's what I mean, we're you wrong. should always be. You should always, as a as a person, be ready for like 
not look you shouldn't look out for it because that'll hinder you in life but you should always ready for someone to totally shit on the loyalty that they've always shown you too because like I went through that when I was growing up like my childhood friend from before I could like like many people it's very common like that didn't um he chose popularity over like true friendship you know yeah so that wow. that isn't loyalty and I I had never thought that any I, I grew up thinking like oh this these bonds aren't gonna break I never thought of that you know right and that's when I really like as even at a young age was like loyalty and like I, I became very selective of who I brought around me after that friend did that to me and it was multiple occasions that I had to forgive him for his poor actions yeah but loyalty is tricky because it's, it's one thing if like as you grow up like your, your, your bonds things happen whatever but like I think with loyalty it, it's really tricky when someone specifically says I will not do this thing to hurt you yes. and then do that exact thing that you you trusted they wouldn't and and so it's not so much loyalty and like a, a cheating aspect or anything like that but it's it's just breaking that trust no it's, matter what uh, the action is yeah and it's literally like it doesn't matter what the action is but if they said I will not do this specific thing to hurt you and then turn around and do that exact thing how are you supposed to yeah trust you're right loyalty? well I and think then, that's and why and now and no you're good that I makes it <laughs> that just makes an interesting question for like how the human psyche works because we all have that capacity within us it's like when somebody tells us not to do something the more we want to do it it's like this weird sort of uh, parallel universe like you know, like the call of the void when you're like sitting on the edge of the cliff and you're like, I could jump off this cliff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like that. that's the call of the void. Yeah. But like in the other way, it's like the call of the void is like someone, I promised that I wouldn't do this thing and someone told me not to do it. So there's this weird space in my head that has to exist that says, you could still do this thing. And it's just like, you got to be careful not to dive into the fact that like, I want to do that thing even though I promised I wouldn't because that'll leave you conflicted. And so it's like, if you're going to make someone a promise, you might as well, if you're going to be honest and stick to your promises, you might as well just put that thing somewhere where it's hard to find. We need to stop, like, in friendships, like, people, personally, like, I'm going to stop doing it, is, like, giving fucking absolutes. Because, like, what we're talking about right. is, like, a pattern. It's so stupid if you think about True. it. True. It's so fucking dumb. Why? Why is there not a situation where your morals can get skewed because you fucked up. Why do you think, why do we always claim that's not going to happen? That yeah. is going to happen. We have no idea what kind of situations are going to come upon us and in it's, our lives. And it's the culture. It's like, I'm never going to cheat on you. I'm never going to flirt with someone while I'm drunk and out at the bar. I'm never going to do this. And, and it's like, so many of these things seem to happen early on in the relationship. Like, yeah. early on. I'm not saying they're right, but I think literally like we were saying like our words earlier, like, you should say, I'm going to try my best not no. to do this. I completely, 100% disagree. I knew you would. Because it's just like, to me, but... but How am I going to absolutely not hurt you? Relationships are different from friendships. Because in a relationship, there, there's that different level of connect, I think. Like in, a, in an uh, intimate relationship, there's that different level of connect where if someone says to you, I'm going to try my best not to do this go find someone else that's fine but because for me if like how do you know you're not going to do something because that's that self well you 
discipline. That's that. That's it's a self-discipline. That. It's, it's self-discipline. It, it is. It's yeah. literally it's, it's being, hold, able, so, yeah. it's being able to control yourself. If it's, you don't have to Okay, there's certain things. Like, you can't, can't say, yourself, I agree. Don't be in a relationship. You can't say, like, I'm going to try not to cheat on you because that's going to fuck someone's head up. But, like, even the simple things are why people break up. Like, you said this. And you said you would never act like this. Yeah. You see how you you act like this, and you yeah. say you don't. Like you hold it against sure, somebody from sure something. People yeah. talk about that stuff like really early on, and I think we should just experience each other more. Okay, like, well here's the interesting thing: not multiple partners, but like each other before we make promises. Right. Both of you are coming from a place of equally right perspectives, because what was so interesting about what you were saying and what you were saying is that like you the view that you sort of had is the same kind of view that's sort of seen in the sort of polyamorous lifestyle. Is that like we're allowed, we are these creatures that are free beings that have interests and desires and we should be able to follow those desires. It, it, if it's, you want it's, to like right. put me in if that you category want to experience though, life. I was not necessarily polyamorous, but like I was like, I started dating this girl after my girl, yeah. my previous relationship and she was like, I kind of want to label you as like my man, but I want to fuck other people, and I was like, I I just don't care. Right. But right. I I because I wasn't I wasn't like as, as emotionally attached to her as she was to me, and right. it only lasted two weeks because like I just she realized I didn't give a fuck because it was polyamorous. I don't know if that ties it into my view, but it was like the fact that she wanted to fuck me and I knew that she was getting with other guys made me not care about her, but she didn't understand why I didn't care about her while she was getting with other guys. Right. And so from Ali's perspective, when you have a relationship like that where you do sort of create this, it and it calls it bad to call it like a contract, but it's sort of a mutual it contract is. to it's hold an, each other sacred. Because it's an agreement. It's an agreement because it, it's a beautiful thing to hold it sacred because it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stable platform. And, it, and it's sort of a promise to like, hey, we're here for each other to keep each other stable and we're a team and we're dedicated to being this team. Like there's a beautiful thing to that and there's nothing wrong with being that. That's yeah. more the person that I am in my life. Like I would rather have someone that I can grow with. But so you're more into monogamy. I'm more into monogamy, and I've and I've Me I've, too. I've looked at both perspectives, and I and I like the idea of both, and I I appreciate people who have. I've met plenty of amazing people that are polyamorous types of people, and it's now, just like there's nothing wrong with their way though? of being. No, let me let me ask you that. Like, if 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 you feel comfortable talking about your friends or acquaintances that are polyamorous, do you feel the energy that you feel in their heart when they talk about it, and the situations that come up like they're they, like they so this is a, an interesting perspective on polyam right. polyamorous lifestyle is like that is like contradictory to our mono- monogamy is do they love anybody right if you um, love everybody do you love anybody or do you, and do you love yourself right. well that's the th- that's the thing that's interesting because is that not, yeah. not I'll, I'll let Go you know a second it's like why you look at these polyamorous relationships they have so much jealousy issues more problems it seems like right but there's also like a trickle of them that are like they work perfectly. I think if you're if you really understand each other's bond as a polyamorous relationship, mm-hmm. it can work perfectly. Because I've seen it work perfectly for people who have families and all of that. I think there's yeah. a jealousy factor in it that has to do with unsolved trauma in right. some of them well, that ties things apart. The way you have to see this is that monogamy and polyamory aren't two separate things. It exists on a spectrum. Because right. every relationship has its own it's, bounds and limitations. You'll meet polyamorous people that I find, I've met polyamorous people that have the most self-love and they have the most 
loving relationship with each other, but they're also completely open and honest, and they have sexual relations with other people. It's a beautiful thing. But I've also seen the other side of that. There's polyamorous relationships where, like, it doesn't seem like they really love themselves as much as they should. They have a lot of bad habits in their life. There's a little bit of self-loathing, it seems. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. And, like, that exists there, too. But also in monogamy, you can have very open, communicative, monogamous relationships where you're like, oh, they love each other. They always talk to each other. But you can also have monogamous relationships where, like, it's all just a, f- a placate that they put out in front of the world when they mm-hmm. act one way. But when they go home, they hate each other they're because they have sick of they got other. walls everywhere and they can't be open and honest with each other because they're afraid that if I misstep here, they're going to leave me and I'm going to be alone. And it's just like the self-love Self-love can exist anywhere between the monogamy and polyamory spectrum. It's just like self-love is a personal trait. And it's just like whether either side you choose and whether you choose polyamory polyamory or monogamy, like you're just going to learn some different aspects of self-love that you wouldn't get from the other direction. And it's just like you got to choose your lane and you got to choose your path. Have you been in both lanes before? Um, I've I've sort of lived in both ends. I was in polyam I was in like polyamory sort of for a bit, but like honestly, like polyamory is more just like being single and having some friends with benefits that right? are cool with you. Like that's like, that's basically <laughs> what it that's basically what it exists as. And like, but there's some polyamorous people that I know that like they've chosen to have children together, and it's 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 less of polyamory more than it's just like it's just an open relationship because they have a primary partner and they have someone that they have a primary. I think partner. that's called swingers. Yeah, well, people call them swingers. People just people call them open relations. There's a bunch of different names for it. But like, there's nothing wrong with how they live. And like, the thing is, like, if it makes you happy and doesn't hurt anybody, that's that should be okay. Realistically, like, you know, if I if I divorce from my wife one day, if I have yeah. kids and I divorce from my wife, I'll probably just move to St. Pete. Yeah, you know, I'm just kidding. I feel. <laughs> uh, like St. Pete's the number one fucking. I wish place. that like if I got married, you can make divorce illegal because like i see marriage as a very well what? the thing is no what? no i think I, I think you should make divorce legal because like i think if you're going i think disagree i don't think here let me explain myself I will, I will i don't think we take the bond of marriage as seriously as we should because we don't we just get married because we think we're supposed to it's just like what so- the bond what the bond of marriage truly means is to say that like i in in, in marriage if you look back in history it is uh it's it's kind of flawed because it was people being sold off for property and it's like you're going to marry him as it's a it was a business transaction but i think true deep marriage with a human being i mean like i just have this sort of crazy romantic sort of attractive view that i can't understand for the life of me and it's just like it's not this rose colored glasses that happened right when i met you but it's just like i've known you for years and you have always been by my side and I love the way you think. I love the way you speak. I love the way you come about the world. I love the, way the, I love the calmness that you bring to my life. That's the sort of person that you want to say that like, I would love to just merge my soul with you. Yep. And that like, whatever happens in this life, I will be with you until the fucking end. And I will die in front of you if I have to, to keep you protected. And like, cause that, and that's what marriage should be between people. I but people don't see it like that. For yourself. Oh no, my wife's gonna be a lucky woman. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> she's just gotta step forth. All right. But uh, like, if you have that person in your life and you really mean that, like, that's a sacred bond that exists in the universe that you're not really gonna find fucking anywhere. And it's why it's such a magical experience because it's such an isolated wow. event that if you actually sort of find this mutual 
attraction of someone who wants to merge with you and make whole completely with you while still being growing independent loving people like that's a beautiful thing and I think that is what quantum entanglement really sort of entails and I think that when you get that sort of feeling and you get that sort of perspective and you have that person that's when that quantum entanglement sort of collides with one another but a lot of people will argue that that thing doesn't exist and that's unrealistic in this world but I think it's only unrealistic is if you feel that you can't achieve it but if but if and I and that's why I wish that they would they would make marriage a much more serious thing it's like I think if if fucking marriage was like I don't know like they do in the Avatar or some shit because I'm pretty sure like in the Avatar movies like when you marry someone like you're locked in and if yeah. they die you die like yeah. it's just how it works I don't like you the, merged with them. the laws of um, divorce either I, I I I really think if like divorce is just disgusting no man. it's just like the laws it's like okay this lady or okay it could be a guy or a girl whoever like cheats on the person or like does the initial wronging of like that yeah. is like. Why does the person who cheated get a payout and the other person doesn't sometimes? It's like, that should matter. Before, like, Because yeah. it's still technically, it's illegal that you did that since you what? were binded together. And what? then these people who break these laws are, res- like, at times, it depends, like, what all the paperwork entails, receive checks. Yeah. Well, the other person did fucking nothing wrong. Well, everything happens for economic gain. Like, divorce is created so that the government can get back a lot of the money that you earned from, like, not having a good relationship. But Agreed. they want to be like, married, 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 get married, get married, get married. Do it by law. Let us sign a paper for you so that when you want to get out of it, you have to file some more papers and then you got to give some money back to us. Like, you have to work very hard and give us some of that money back. They always want that shit. Like, but at the same time, it's just like, what I think is funny is, like, if you made divorce illegal like let's play a fun hypothetical say that if you were to marry someone to divorce them mean that it was punishable by death on both of you just play that hypothetical in your head if that was the case either no one would get married or everyone would get married and then they would just be like all right I'm with you, but we're cool with other people. And then they're just being in our open relationships. The world's just so divided because how we see the world. Like, some people have this romantic idea of the world. Some people see the world as, like, we're all just animals. Some people see it somewhere in between. That's also a spectrum. But it's just, like, at the same time, it's just, like, it's all just this subjective experience. And I think if you find somebody that sees your subjective experience in the same way and wants the same things, like, that's what's good for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that's what, that's what what pair bonding is for. And it's just, like, that's why you should really get to know somebody before you choose to get in a very deep, long-term, commis- committed relationship with them. And is that, like, do, like, do you... Actually, it's not even that hard. It's not even that hard. As long as both people are honest and they're, like... What do you want from life? What do I want from but life? But that is what's hard. That's what's hard because some people don't know what they want from life. And some people don't know how to be honest. Like, a lot of, like, it's hard. speaking from personal experience, yeah. like, how are you supposed to be honest about the traumas that you don't even fucking understand? Right. Because you've never spoken about them to anyone. So, and, and when they happened, no one reacted like it was that fucking crazy because yeah. the people around you, whenever it happened, didn't know either. And so you're, no matter what that is in your life, you're holding on to that. You're, and any unresolved issue that you can't express is going to create fraction yeah. within, within your relationship. So when you come upon a new issue and, there's, and it, there's things going on with that issue, whether it's with that person or with an aspect of life, there will be, a, like, at, even if it's not really negative, some type of friction with that person. So, like, 
I feel like when you're in a relationship, and even if you're not, you always have to be in this place of like self-discovery and learning how to deal with these issues. Because if you're not able to be open about them, you won't be able to att- even attract those people. Yeah. So like, and that's what I re- that's what I ultimately realized. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that relates to what you said, but. And I think we should just end it on that. That was really good. <laughs> well, all right, man. Hey guys, thank you for coming to the second episode of Finding Home. Uh, if you liked everything, Cheers. like, comment, subscribe, all that fun shit. Comment down in the section below. Let us know what you think. Ask us questions. The more content you give us, the more we can talk about. It'll be a good time. We've still got a ton of questions in this bowl that we'll be pulling out over the next weeks, months, and however long we do this thing. But, uh, yeah. Forever. Thanks for coming. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Have Much a good night. Love. Much, Much love. Much love. Bye.